Hi, my name is Eliza, and I've always wanted to be a successful author, just like my dad. But I never thought this dream would turn my life upside down and make me question everything. The thing is, my dad hated it when I wrote stories. Every time I wrote something and showed it to him, he'd rip it up and say it was horrible. Do something else, you idiot. You couldn't write a decent story to save your life, he said to me once. However, my teachers thought my stories were great. So I decided to find out what dad's agent would say. I snuck onto his computer and secretly emailed my story to his agent. The agent loved it. I was thrilled, but there was one small problem. I had emailed him pretending to be my dad. The agent asked my father to come by and do an official pitch for the story on Monday. I was in trouble now. There was no way I could tell my dad what I'd done without him getting really mad. So I decided to keep it a secret from my dad. I went over to his agent's office and made the pitch. I told them that my dad was ill and he'd sent me instead. The agent wanted to make a whole series out of my story. But just as I was leaving, he said, Tell your dad to come sign the contract tomorrow. Then he closed the door in my face. I was terrified. How was I ever going to tell my dad the truth? But I didn't have to. When I got home that day, dad was already waiting for me in the living room and he looked mad. I told you not to try writing, he growled at me. I asked why he thought I was a horrible writer when his agent clearly loved my work. He said he didn't have to explain anything to me and dragged me to my room. He snatched my computer and laptop and walked out of the room. I never want to see you write again, he said, and locked me inside. I banged and banged at the door, but dad wouldn't open it. He said he wouldn't let me out until I promised not to write again. After five days, I agreed. He made me sign a piece of paper that said I would never write a book, and if I did, he would claim it as his. What? I was furious, but I had no other option. At least I could go back to school now. One day when I was looking for a book in the library, I bumped into someone. Our hands touched, and I felt electricity through my whole body. He said his name was Felix, and from the way he kept looking at me, I thought he liked me too. Within a few weeks, Felix and I were hanging out all the time. I even showed him some of my stories and told him about my horrible dad. He looked like he felt so bad for me and said he'd help me however he could. I was so happy. So what if my dad was a monster? At least one person in my life loved me. A few months passed. I spent all my free time with Felix and avoided dad as much as I could. I didn't know what was going to happen. I was passing the local bookstore where a new book was being launched. I decided to peek in and was left shocked by the book I saw. It was the same one I had written and pitched, but it had been published under my dad's name. I rushed home to confront my dad, but he wasn't there. I called Felix and he came over immediately. I told him what had happened and he suggested that we wait for my dad to come home. But he didn't. Not that day, not the day after. Not even after a week. I tried calling him, but no luck. Felix said he thought dad had run away with my money. I asked him if I should call the police or the agency, but he said that since I was only 17, calling them would be useless. All they'll do is put you in foster care and call you crazy, he said sadly. I started to cry, and he said that the better thing to do would be to write the next part and pitch to the agent. He said I'd turn 18 soon, so I could publish it under my name. Excitedly, I sat down and began working on my second book. I worked day and night, and a few months later, I told Felix I was close to completing it. He looked so happy and took me out on a date. When we got back, though, what I saw left me in tears. Someone had trashed the house. My computer was gone, too. That meant my story was gone. I was devastated. If Felix hadn't been around to help me, 
I'd have been traumatized. But he told me it was okay and that I could always write other stories. I refused and said I needed a break. Another few months went by, and I saw my second book published under Dad's name. That was it. I was calling the cops now. I called Felix, and he rushed home to me. He tried to convince me not to call the cops, but I was determined. There was no way I was going to let Dad get away with this. Not again. Just as I picked up the phone, Felix snatched it out of my hand. You stupid, stupid girl, he yelled. I was horrified and asked him what was wrong, but he didn't answer. Instead, he dragged me to the basement and locked the door. What the hell, Felix? I asked angrily. He laughed and said he was working for my dad. He said my dad had hired him to make sure I didn't try publishing any stories in my own name. Once he found the transcript of your first book, he had it published, and my job was to make sure you didn't try anything on your own again, Felix said. He said he was the one who had organized having the house trashed and getting my computer stolen. It was so easy to trick you because you're so stupid. Then he said that I had to write more novels for my dad to sell. And if I don't, I challenged him. He laughed and said he wouldn't give me any food. It's not like anyone will notice you're missing. He'd stolen my phone and laptop, and I couldn't reach out to anyone. I begged him to let me out, but he drowned out my screams with loud music. Hunger came quickly, and I had no choice but to write the book. This would be the last in the series. For weeks, I lived in the basement, writing for Felix and my dad. Then, I had an idea that was sure to get me out. I had known dad's agent since I was a kid. I knew if I left the right hints in the manuscript, he could probably find me. Sure enough, a week after I gave Felix the final draft of the novel, the police came banging on the door. Loud music was blasting in the house when three officers kicked down the basement door. I rushed out as fast as I could, relieved to be free. Felix, however, was nowhere to be seen. I was furious. I had to catch him, and I yelled at the police officers to work harder, but no luck. He was gone. In fact, he hadn't left any traces of who he was either. The only thing the police had was a sketch I had helped them make. They also couldn't trace my dad anywhere. As upset as I was, I was also glad that they were gone for my life, and I could go back to being normal. But boy, was I wrong. Once they found out what Dad had done, the publishing agency gave me all the money, and since I was still a year from being 18, I was made to go and live with a distant aunt. She seemed very eager to have me. When I went to live with her, I was very nervous at first. But to my surprise, she was very welcoming. She would even make me cookies and soup and whatnot, and was always feeding me. She also kept bad-mouthing my dad. One day, my aunt said, You know, kiddo, I think you deserve a vacation. And she insisted on taking me to a family lodge in the woods. I had a seemingly endless amount of money now, so I guessed we could go. The minute I said yes, my aunt packed everything and put me in the car. <laughs> you really are psyched about this vacation, aren't you? I joked to her, and she simply smiled as she drove us away. A few hours later, we ended up in a very strange and creepy-looking meadow. It was surrounded by huge trees and had no real trail. I checked my phone and realized there was no signal either. I was so freaked out. I asked her about it, and she said, It'll be a true nature experience. But I had a feeling something was wrong. Later that day, after dinner, I started to feel woozy. When I woke up, I found myself tied to a chair. Not again! I thought angrily. I demanded my aunt let me go, and she began to laugh. She said she wasn't my real aunt. My real aunt was a homeless addict who she had let stay at her place. 
But my real aunt had tricked her and run away with her husband. This woman had traced my aunt for years and had found me instead. Somebody had to pay for the loss and suffering I faced. She started to cry. I was so mad. Why was I constantly around psychos? I asked her exactly what she wanted from me. She said she just wanted to see me suffer. You do look a bit like her. I rolled my eyes. Gosh, get over it, I thought. That night, when this woman, Linda, as she had told me, was asleep, I began to look around carefully. After what Felix had done, I had a habit of keeping a small blade up my sleeve, and since she had been acting suspiciously this morning, I'd taken care to sharpen it. I carefully slipped it out of my sleeve and cut the rope that bound my hands. To my utter horror, though, as I was trying to free myself, the chair toppled over and Linda woke up. She screamed at me and lunged forward. I managed to run away just in time. Thankfully, the door of the cabin wasn't locked, so I grabbed my bag and rushed out into the darkness. I ran without stopping till I was sure I had lost her. I then realized that I was lost, too. I had no idea where I was and no idea where I had to go. I checked to see what I had in my bag and was relieved to see that at least I had some money. But I was so tired, I knew I had to stop. I sat next to a tree and tried to sleep in the cold. The next day, I woke up to someone screaming. Oh no, had Linda found me? No, it wasn't. There was a man throwing pebbles at me. The guy looked so familiar, but I couldn't place him. He asked me who I was and why I was sleeping next to his tree. His tree? I sighed. <sighs> Another psycho? I braced myself to run, but he motioned around him, and I realized that somehow I had stumbled into an apple orchard last night. There, some fifty feet away, was even a small house. I tried to come up with a convincing story, but he shook his head and said, Don't tell me if you can't. For now, come inside and freshen up. You look like you've been to hell. I smiled at him and said, I've been to hell and back. He took me inside his house, and I realized that I was suddenly incredibly wildly attracted to him. He was so sweet. After I had eaten, he offered me his room to sleep in. At first, I was reluctant, but he swore he wasn't a psycho killer. I double-checked the locks and went to sleep. When I finally woke up, I heard him yelling into the phone. I will never tell you where she is. You're not going to take her away. Immediately, I jumped up. I just knew I had to get out of here, but the room had only one door and no windows. I figured I'd have to trick him. Acting sleepy and normal, I walked out and smiled at him. He smiled back, and for a minute, my heart melted. How could someone with such a beautiful smile be bad? I asked him if I could use his phone, and he said he didn't have one. But I knew what I'd heard. Over the next few days, this guy, Finn, wouldn't leave me alone. He never bothered me and didn't say anything. But he also never let me out of his sight, and kept asking me to stay a bit till I was better, and he could take me back to where I came from safely. I still hadn't told him about me, though. There was no getting away from him. So, one day, I went downstairs and found him working in the kitchen. I had to admit, he looked so hot. I stared at him, walked up to him, and kissed him. He kissed me back and held me tight. Then, I fainted. Well, basically, I pretended to faint. I hoped he would take me to the hospital or something, but I was wrong. As worried as he was, he didn't take me anywhere but he did take out his phone to call someone. I was relieved to see him put it on the table. Just as I was about to grab the phone, I heard screaming outside. I jumped up and snuck out. I saw Finn. He was arguing with someone. It was Felix. I knew I had to get out immediately. 
it suddenly dawned on me that Finn had reminded me of Felix. They had the same eyes and the same smile. How had I not seen it before? Finn was going to hand me over to his psycho brother and my crazy dad. I ran downstairs and out the door. Behind me, I heard screams. They had seen me. I ran recklessly. I saw a car and ran for it. But there was already someone in it. When I saw who it was, I thought I had officially lost it. In the back seat, asleep, was my dad. I turned and tried to run the other way, but Felix jumped into my path. Finn was nowhere to be seen. I tried to grab a rock to hit him, but Felix was faster. In a few seconds, he knocked the stone out of my hand. I ducked to protect myself and hit my head on the car behind me. Everything began to fade. Just before I passed out, I saw Finn run out and he was covered in blood. He pulled Felix off of me and punched him. After that, everything went black. When I woke up, I remembered what had happened. I tried to get up, but I couldn't. Oh no! What had the brothers done? Was I back in the cabin? The basement? Was it Linda? I dared not to open my eyes. Finally, I heard a soft sobbing. I'm so sorry. This is all my fault. It was my dad. I opened my eyes and saw him in the bed next to me. He was covered in bandages. Between our beds sat Finn. I gasped and tried to run, but all of a sudden, I realized I was in a hospital. I saw a nurse and finally figured that Finn couldn't hurt me in public. I began to scream. He begged me to stop. The doctors rushed in and asked me to listen. Finally, Finn told me the truth. Your dad never ran away with your money. Felix had kidnapped him too, he said. I was shocked. Finn continued that he and Felix were definitely brothers. But Felix was crazy. Felix was a fan of dad's work. When he found out about dad stealing my work, he made a crazy plan to make it look like dad was behind stealing my work so I wouldn't look for him. When I found out, I tried to stop him, but he wouldn't listen, so I moved to the family farm, where I saw you. I just knew I had to keep you safe, he said. He told me that Linda, who knew Felix, was looking for me and had told him I was probably on the farm. Thankfully, they were both sent to jail. Finn testified against them both. It's been five years, and Finn and I are set to marry. For our honeymoon, we'll go to a small apple orchard his family owns.